0: Hello, this is a special bonus weekend edition of On the Merits, the new legal news podcast from Bloomberg Law. I'm David Schultz. So today we've got a quick hit for you. We're bringing you a little sneak peek into the email inbox of our new opinion columnist here at Bloomberg Law. That columnist is Vivia Chen. She writes a column called Unfiltered, about the law and the legal profession, and she recently wrote about the failed attempt by U.S. News & World Report to rank law schools based on their diversity. Vivia started off her column by saying, quote, We should stop putting old white men in charge of decisions about diversity. That line provoked a passionate response from a number of readers, and I started off my conversation with Vivia by reading a few excerpts. Here's one. Uh, I don't think your old white man comment was helpful. Here's another one. This is one time you should have remained filtered. With respect, old white man. And another, your comment was quite racist. It was also nice of you to throw in a bit of ageism as well. Were you surprised by this?
1: Oh, I was kind of surprised. Kind of not, tell you the truth. I mean, I, I wanted to get a reaction. So, you know, to that extent, I was... I I. I, I I was happy about those kind of responses. You know, I wanted to see what it might trigger. I wasn't quite sure. You know, it was obviously in jest, but would people take it as a joke or would they take it as an insult? So that was the question for me.
0: It sounds like you were were sort of somewhat, you're being deliberately provocative a little bit with that old white men phrase. Um, Why did you want to do that? and, And why did you, you know, sort of call out this group in specific for the the U.S. news debacle?
1: I do regard my job as being a provocateur because, you know, if you don't provoke, if you don't get a reaction, you're not going to get people talking about an issue. And obviously, U.S. World Report is a humongous institution in our world, right, because they, they rape rate. Law schools, you know, they rate higher education generally around the world. They have incredible influence and power. So I wanted to just press some buttons. So why why did I say, you know, oh, white men in particular? Well, I guess there were several reasons. First of all, it was an honest reaction, frankly. In my conversations with other people of color and with women, their gut reaction was, my God, it must have been an old white dude behind all this, right?
0: It was pretty embarrassing to see them, you know, put out the criteria and then pull it back and tweak it and then put it out again and then pull it back. I mean, it was a debacle is, is, I think, the right word for it. Yeah. Um, Were you surprised, though, that a lot of the people who emailed you emailed you from their work email accounts that had their names and their contact information at the bottom. I mean, these were not people emailing you anonymously. You know, I've gotten some responses like this to articles that I've written in the past, but it's usually anonymous. Did that surprise you?
1: No, no, it actually didn't because I look, I've gotten a lot of hostile mail in my time to me, These were really like, they were pretty harmless. I mean, you know, they stated an opinion. They weren't threatening. They didn't insult me personally, at least not too much. So why shouldn't they put their name on it? Um, you know, I give credit to people who do do that because you know you you should you should if you're gonna state a position, you're gonna you know say something strong about you know whatever you're objecting to, for God's sake, put your name on it. And, and you know what else? I often actually respond to some of those people. And in time, we actually have sort of a bit of a conversation and, you know, a bit of a detente. That's awesome.
0: Um, and yeah, you're right. I guess now that I'm thinking about it, some of the, the tone of the emails that you got were you know a little sarcastic um a little caustic but they weren't ad hominem they weren't attacking you personally
1: right and, and you know my favorite one uh was actually the guy who played off the name of my column which as you know is called vivia chen unfiltered and he said at the end you really should have been filtered so i thought you know he was kind of um clever
0: So we did reach out to the folks whose emails we read at the top of this episode, but none wanted to come on the podcast. There was another reader, however, who also wrote into Vivia, and he was willing to chat with me. Rob Haynes lives in Derby, Kansas, a suburb of Wichita, where he's a staff representative for the United Steel Workers Union. He also emailed Vivi about her column, and he said it made him think about how one of his prior jobs had handled, and in his opinion, mishandled the issue of diversity.
2: My take on it is, for all these diversity programs, I don't think, really think there's been much headway make. In fact, it seems to be more fractured than it was in my opinion. You know, in the beginning, in my first involvement in diversity programs, it was a single group made up of a wide variety of uh, people, you know, genders, backgrounds, race. But over time, you know, I've been at this at that company for 30 years. What turned from a diversity group turned into about 10 or more employee groups that all have separate identities.
0: As for Vivia's line about taking power away from old white men, Rob was far from offended.
2: Well, actually, I got a chuckle out of it because I am an old white dude or guy or man. So, you know, I I don't find that offensive. I think there's, you know, I think there's a lot of hypersensitivity in the world today. And that's that term is about the last thing that's going to get my hackles up.
0: That was Bloomberg Law reader Rob Haynes speaking to us from his home in Derby, Kansas. And before that, you heard Vivia Chen, opinion columnist for Bloomberg Law. And that'll do it for this mini bonus episode of On the Merits. It was produced by myself, David Schultz. Our editor is Jessica Coombs. And our executive producer is Josh Block. Reach out to us on Twitter if you have anything on your mind. We use the handle at Blaw. That's B as in bonus episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll be back on Tuesday with a new episode of On the Merits. This is Adam Ellington, and I'm here to announce a new season of Uncommon Law, a narrative podcast series from Bloomberg Law. Ah! My co-host and I will speak with African-American attorneys and hear their perspectives on how big law is, or in some cases, isn't adapting to become more diverse and inclusive. It's not fair, but what can be better than being on the front lines of helping to make this country better for all of us?
2: If not us, who? If not now,
0: when? Just search for Uncommon Law wherever you get your podcasts.